Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. How's everyone's week? How are you all feeling? Have you been putting in that work to elevate yourself and like to be the best version of you that you can be? Hmm? If you have an answer to any or all of my questions, leave your response in the reached hangout comment section. Now, hopefully you guys are already ready for today's episode if you know what I mean. But if you don't or you are a newcomer, I recommend that you grab a beverage of choice and a snack to the side if need be so we can discuss today's topic called a Christian friend. I'm going to say it again. A Christian friend. I know from reading the title and me telling you today's topic, some preconceived notions have already been made, but you're about to get the real answer, which is boundaries. Boundaries are one of the many fundamental and foundational traits that produce long lasting connections with people. Though in the religious community, those boundaries are blurred with expectations. These expectations are placed on the relationships of Christian interactions on how they should appear and act towards others. However, that same mentality is not displayed on the other end. Respecting a person's choices and decisions, whether you agree with them or not, is where someone may be currently in life. Thinking that someone should have the same viewpoints as you are just comedic and childish to me because we are all experiencing different challenges in life. So everyone's step towards Christ or just in life generally is not going to be the same. Your story is not their story. Their story is not your story, period. Switching my mindset towards life on how I value myself and expect certain behaviors and actions and relationships did produce a diverse setting for me. Understanding I have now become a Christian friend. That person that we talk about, oh Lord, she the Christian friend in the group. And I just want to say this, being a Christian friend ain't such a bad thing. It's not as down-putting and off-putting as we make it to be. But I do want to say this, that being a Christian friend and being someone that loves God and walks the faith, we must understand that the walk we are taking will not always be agreeable to everyone in our space or just around us. Not everybody is going to agree with the life decisions and choices that you make to better yourself. But at the end of the day, we must continue to be ourselves and respect them and say, "Okay, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Not trying to be like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, no, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. That's your piece. Okay." And I know sometimes we can become so over excited about receiving pure enjoyment from worshiping God and providing him servitude that we don't see our position conflicts with those around us. What do you mean by that, Lydia? I mean, our likely living turned into godly living overnight to them. The person they once enjoyed drinking with, partying with, smoking with, cussing people out with, destroying people property with because someone got you messed up. So they called you and you pulled up on them and did what you had to do. Y'all know what I'm talking about or the bare minimal of things in life that is considered sinful in God's word and in his eyes. We stop doing and the person that they were once used to living their life with has now converted into a stranger right in front of their eyes. 
and they honestly don't understand it. They don't understand the new you. And sometimes they don't like the new you. So when we decide to live our life for Christ, if you don't know, it states it in the Bible that in the world, we are born again by the blood of Jesus and our old ways of living will be tossed into the sea of forgetfulness. So our name can be placed into the book of life. So we're not going to appear the same to them because we're reborn again. We don't act the same. We just a whole new person. We a whole new our viewpoint, our position, everything has changed because we want to do the right things in life. And, you know, accepting this new lifestyle for some people, for some relationships, for some friendships, for some connections can make or break you. It honestly can. You know, you hear those stories all the time. Like when I decided to get saved, many people walked away from me and I was left alone and I thought they were my friends, but they weren't really my friends because I have said that it makes or break you because some people just don't want to deal with that type of lifestyle. They don't want to deal with the knowing the right thing, doing the right thing type energy. And that's their truth. And if that's how they want to live, that's how they want to live. But we can't minimize who we are in life and stop what we're doing because they don't feel comfortable with it. So it's like one of those things, if they can't accept you from where you are currently, then, hey, just let it be. Because making room for Christ in your life will align you with the people who accept your beliefs and vice versa, point blank, period. But we also have to remember this, that when you do give your life to Christ, not all of your friendships, not all of your connections will be saved ones. It won't be like, oh, because now I'm saved, I will only hang out with other saved people. No, because I have been saved and I'm still saved. I'm, I'm not trying to say it like in the past tense, but I am saved and I have friends who support my faith, but they don't devote themselves to it as much as I do. They they like, sis, Lydia, I see what you're doing. Like, good for you. Kudos to you. That's just not me. That's not who I am currently. And I have to respect that. And then I do have friends that, you know, supports my faith and will go to church with me, have Bible study with me, everything else. So the chain that keeps both of those relationships together and grounded is just respect, respecting where a person is currently in their life and not condemning them for it. Being present and understanding can go a longer way than shoving your beliefs and opinions onto others point blank period living that prosperous way living a prosperous lifestyle being loving and kind will draw more people near to you to build a greater and broader conversation within christ rather than being those messiah type christians what's a messiah type christian those messiah type christians who think they can save everybody and be like you're going to hell you're going to hell like you need to change this you need to do that like just do what i do just follow me just follow me it's not we're not following man we're following christ we're following the way that god is leading us to go and honestly speaking if you can't be that person that understands that then you need to reflect in the mirrors you, to yourself and be like i need to get myself together because this is not how i'm supposed to act this is not who i am you will draw more people more bees with honey than flies with vinegar because no one is perfect 
God said in his word, no one is perfect. No man is perfect. We all have our moments. We all have our flaws. We have, we all have those times where maybe in a season, maybe in a moment, we wasn't being the right Christian and our flesh took over. And we was like, man, bump this. I'm going to do and say whatever I need to do in this season. But at the end of the day, we decided to center ourselves back to the center ground and say, no, I want to continue to live for Christ. No, I want to continue to do the right thing in my life. No, I'm not going to settle for anything less just because in this moment, this time, I may feel lonely. I may feel triggered. I may feel like this is my only outlet. There is a more broader, 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 broader position that God wants to place us in. But that's our decision. And, you know, walking this life of Christ and in general, real friends, real friends. I'm not talking about the ones that you were, that you grew up with, that you call your sister, that you call your brother. I'm talking about real genuine people are not going to make you feel less than and uncomfortable because you made the decision to better yourself and you made the decision to walk in the way of Christ. They're not going to make you feel less than. They're not going to force you to participate in activities that don't represent your morals and your values. And they will respect you and they won't be testing your Christian lifestyle to see if you say who you say that you are. Point blank, period. That's where that respect thing comes in. That's where that boundary thing comes in. Like, I respect you. I'm going to, you know, respect your boundaries. That's not something that you do. And I'm not going to force you to do it. Point blank, period. You know, I saw a post somebody posted, somebody, one one of my friends that I follow, she said, you know, I finally decided to live the the right, righteous way, the best way of living. And I don't drink no more. I don't, I don't do this no more. I don't do that no more. And one of and I'm not going to disclose the name, but the person was like, okay, you want to hang out? And they was like, but I don't drink no more. I don't party no more. That's cool. I don't have to drink and party in front of you. We can do stuff without doing those things. That's what I'm saying. Real friends will support you. Real friends will respect you. They will respect the decisions that you have made to become a Christian, to become the best version of yourself to live a greater life than what you are living. And those friends who are making those adjustments, those changes to, you know, make you feel understood and make you feel received and make you feel respected and comfortable in that lifestyle. You as the Christian friend, you as the friend that's trying to live the better lifestyle, you will respect them as well and you won't be trying to convert them because forcing forcing Christianity onto others don't make them believe more, no more, no less than what they already believe. If I'm just being completely honest with you, like every time, like, and then honestly speaking, you are becoming an annoyance to them because it's like, dang, every time I hang out with so and so, they always want to talk about revival. They always want to talk about ease. They always want to talk about it. Like, it ain't nothing wrong with talking about those things, but you have to respect people in the position that they are. That that's not the lifestyle that they may be living and they don't want to hear about it. But that's not your job to force it. That's just, your job is just to continue to live it. And you live in that lifestyle and just being a supportive friend and giving that same energy that they're giving on to you by respecting you it will draw them closer. And yes, we do want all of our friends. Yes, we do want people that we know in our life to become the best version of themselves and receive the lavish things that God has in store for us, like peace, joy, happiness, wisdom, all those things. But it will come in the right position in the right timing. It will. So you forcing it ain't going to make it go no faster because at the end of the day, that's their decision to make. 
that's their decision. Like it was your decision to become saved. Like it was your decision to do the right things in life. They have to make that decision for themselves and accepting the place where the person may be in their life currently will further more conversations and more connections about why you chose to be saved, why you devoting your life to Christ, why you worship God, why, 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 and many other questions, not to contradict, not to judge, not to, but like general questions. Like, I generally want to know what this Christ life is like, so I'm going to ask you these questions. And I'm not saying that as a Christian, we know everything because we don't. We honestly don't. And sometimes people can ask me something and I'm like, bro, I read the Bible, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Let me pray about it. Let me go to God about it. Let me see if he can broaden my, you know, my intellect so I can tell you or ask him to give you the answers that you're asking for. But it's just by placing yourself in the opportunity to be asked those questions versus you going around and condemning people about the position that they're in. Because the last time I checked, before you were saved, you were unsaved. You may not been in the street doing the dirt, dirt, but you was living the way that you shouldn't be living. So you can't put judgment and put how you feel onto others because you are now in a position where you know what's right is right and wrong is wrong. And you think other people should have that same viewpoint because not everybody has that same viewpoint. Not everybody's going to get that. Not everybody's going to understand that. The only thing that I want to embed in you to do is just continue to walk the life that you should walk and people will draw near to you. Jesus didn't have to go around spreading the gospel in people's faces that didn't want to listen. He spoke it. Whoever wanted to listen will listen. Whoever didn't want to listen, they kept on doing what they was doing because that's their prerogative. He's not going to force himself on nobody. So who are you to think that it's your job to force Christianity onto people? It's not your job. It's not your job. Let me say it again. It's not your job. It's not my job. We just need to continue to be positive, to be a positive light, continue to give people the opportunity to feel safe, to feel comfortable, to feel like they're not being judged, to feel like nobody's condemning them for the things that they're doing because they know what they are doing is wrong. I'm going to give you all a quick story time and we're going to wrap this up. So I had this friend for years, for years and, you know, she called me and I was like, you know, because I was like, I thought it was like just a regular smuggler call. But, you know, like you can tell when something's wrong or something's going on in somebody's voice when they call you. So I was like, what's up? Like, what's wrong? And she was like, I want to give my life to Christ just out the blue. I don't I don't know. I don't know what sparked it. I don't know what made her finally decide to do it. The only thing she said to me was, you know, I've been watching you and everything. And like, you really taking this Christ thing serious. And, you know, I think I want to give it, give it a try because I'm just tired. I'm tired of feeling the way like I've been feeling. Like, I don't know how to describe it. And, you know, she, she did, she, girl been saved for I don't know how long she married the man of her dreams that she told me and he really is a nice dude and everything else and I'm saying all that to say this you don't know who is looking at you you don't know what response you can evoke if you just continue to live the right and righteous way and to understand that nobody is perfect. We are all flawed. We all all have our moments. 
and everything because let's reverse that situation and let's just say I was one of them messiah type Christians who I condemned her and I was mad judgy about you know how she was living her lifestyle like I don't know how that would have panned out I don't know what would have went like I don't know if that would have deterred her from going to Christ and maybe she would eventually found Christ like I just don't know but to hear from her that you know I really been watching you you really been taking this Christ thing seriously and I just been seeing how it's been working for you I want to give it a try like you just don't know what response you can bring on to people by just living and walking the way that you should and not be judging them for the current situation that they in I have friends that drink, smoke, party, and do everything underneath the sun, but I'm not texting them and calling them every day saying they're going to burn in hell because they're not living a righteous life. Point blank, period. And they don't call me trying to put me in that lifestyle because they know that's not something I do. But they know I'll hang out with them. and like going to the beach, going to the mall, going out to eat. You know, it's a respect thing. Respecting people where they are presently respecting and understanding the situation that you have awoken your eyes to and you decided to live a better life and you want to do this and you want to do that. Okay, cool, fine, Danny Swell, chips, peace, love, all that. But we must respect people where they are, whether we may agree with it or not. We have to respect them where they are. We have to. We have to continue to be that light for them because like I said previously, God is a gentleman and he gave us free will to do whatever we want to do in his life. Whether it was good, whether it was bad, that's that free will. He gave us that free will. He wants us to see that he is an option. He is the truth and the light, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the way, but he's not going to force himself on nobody. He's going to wait. He's going to let you see what you want to see on your own. And when you decide to come to him, he will be ready for you with open arms. He's been waiting. He's been ready. He's He's been waiting for years, days, months, hours. God never stops waiting for you to turn to him. No matter how deep of a mess you are, no matter what current situation you're in, he is waiting for you to make the decisions in life that you want to make that regards him. And he understands the present situation that you're in. That's why he still blesses you in your mess for you to understand that you deserve more, that you deserve better, that if you just turn away from the ways of the world, that he can bless you 10 times more than what you're already being blessed in. For you to see that, oh, God really loves me. God really cares about me. God really wants me to live a greater life for myself. We have to make that decision. So it has to go both ways. Respect goes both ways. Just like you respecting your friend that wants to be saved and live the same lifestyle. We as saved people, we have to respect people the way that they want to live in their lifestyle. Because the church, when people go to church, the church is labeled in the Bible as a hospital for the wounded and the broken. So we all go to church. We all need to be healed. We all need to be touched. We all need to be refreshed. We all need, we all desire. We all are not perfect. Living a perfect lifestyle, like I'm just this perfect saved person. I don't have moments of loneliness. I don't have moments of my flesh overpowering me. I don't have moments where I want to do certain things, you know, like to portray that, like we don't have moments in life. Like, come on now. Like we're human. We're flawed. We mess up. We make mistakes and that's okay. If we want people to see our mistakes and understand we're human and we make mistakes, we have to give that same grace to other people. 
allowing that person to have grace. Even in those moments we are saved and they taking it to us and they doing that mess on purpose. <laughs> they doing that mess on purpose because the Bible say love all, love all your enemies. Let me tell you something. You can love your enemies from a distance. You ain't got to be in their face. You can, if they're not respecting you and respecting the position where you are in life, whether you saved or unsaved, you can always remove yourself from that situation, point blank, period. Don't ever feel like you have to stay because of X, Y, Z. You don't have to stay because respect goes both ways. And I'm going to keep saying that respect goes both ways. To be forceful, to force your viewpoints and thoughts and positions on people in their life, it doesn't change the situation. You become a nuisance. And I'm speaking not for everybody, but I'm speaking for myself. When I was living the life that I wasn't supposed to be living and I just wanted somebody to listen to me. I wanted somebody to have just to not judge me for the things that I was doing because I knew what I was doing was wrong. And when I was allowed that space and opportunity, it gave me more time to self-reflect. But if you're that person that's always coming after people saying you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, they're not they're not going to want to do have nothing to do with you, number one. And then then they're going to be like, I'm not going to worship this God that's judgy that that tells me every time I do something, I'm going to burn. Yes, God is our parent. Yes, he will chastise us when we do stuff we ain't got no business doing because that's what any parent do. After your parent tell you no for so many times and you acting like you can't cotton pick and listen, of course there's chastisement that comes with that. But overall, before God chastises us, he wants us to know that he loves us. He wants us to know that he cares about us. So that love and that care that God has given unto you, you have to show that same love and care onto others. Because like I said before, before you were saved, baby, you weren't saved. You may wasn't uh, in them streets, but you was doing something. Just saying. And I know that can be like a hard pill to swallow, but it's fat. Like, just let it be. Just continue. And I know sometimes to your gut, to your heart rich and gut, you like, God, I really want them to be saved. God, I really want them to live right for you. Like, why won't they come to you? Why won't they do this? Why won't they do that? Like, God, 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 God. But if God doesn't force itself onto others, we can't force it. We just have to wait. We have to give it time. We have to give them space, time, and opportunity for them, just like you made that decision. They have to make that same decision. That's the free will. They have to do it. Because the last thing you don't want people to do is say, only reason I became saved because you forced me to do it or because of you. I want it to be, oh, I became saved because I saw the truth in the way in the life, how much God loves me, how much he adores me, how much he wants me to be better for myself. And he protects me. He heals me. He keeps me. That's what you want. You don't want you don't want to be a forceful thing. So you ain't gotta force it into conversations. You ain't gotta force nothing because at the end of the day, you know, it's gonna just be easy. It's not gonna be hard. Like when I talk to my friends and we can be having regular smegular conversations, I don't have to be like, Well, you know God. Like, no, like it just flows into the conversation. It's not a forceful thing. God will pre- will place a space and opportunity for you to be able to speak about him. But we also have to remember this sometimes it's not even you have to speak about him. Like I said previously, sometimes that person just made it need an ear. So just for you to say, I hear you. I see where you're coming from. I just want you to know God loves you and leave it right there. That holds more longevity than what you think. Then versus pointing out all their flaws, all, all their delays and everything else that they going through. 
because no Christian has a specific look. No Christian has a specific way. We The main goal is just to get to God. Your story may not be my story, but the goal here is to just accept God and to receive God and to let him guide us in the way that we should go. Because my thought is purpose. What is my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? What am, what am I meant to do? What am I supposed to embark on change? Am I supposed to, you know, like, what am I here to do? Because you never know. And I was just talking to my friends about this the other day. My thought is, yes, I want people to be better for themselves. Yes, I want to connect with people. Yes, I want to help people. But at the end of the day, does their purpose align with my purpose? Because sometimes your purpose isn't always aligned with your friend's purpose. So when there becomes a little tugging, when there becomes a little pull of separation, you have to let it go and you have to let it be where it be because you don't know your connection to Christ might be deterring them from reaching Christ because they need to see a broader outlook than just you. So my purpose, what is my purpose? Where I'm supposed to be going? Where I'm supposed to be? Who am I supposed to be leading? What? I, how am I leading myself, number one? Because you can't lead others if you can't even lead yourself. So what is my purpose? And whatever my purpose is, I pray that God aligns me with the people that embarks on my purpose. And I pray that I continue to walk the purpose that I'm supposed to walk and not become subtract and distracted and everything else. It will all work out because we can't win them all. Jesus couldn't even win them all. But the ones he could win, the ones that did realize the purpose, the ones that did see Christ for what it truly was, did what they needed to do. Because there will always be a one in the 99. Trust and believe. You think nobody listening to you. You think nobody, you know, engaging in you. You think nobody watching you. Trust me, somebody's watching you. It may not be somebody you expect to be watching you, but somebody somebody is always watching us. Whether it's God or whoever, somebody is always watching us. And seeing, not waiting us, not waiting for us to stumble, not waiting for us to fall, not waiting for us to, so they can be like, mm-hmm, I told you so. That ain't, that's not why they watching us. They watching us because they're inspired and they really want to see how this is going to pan out. So they watching you to see if they really want to get into something like that. So just continue to be the light, continue to do what you need to do. So be proud that you're the Christian friend who loves and worships God unconditionally. If you are not the friend who is saved, but you know people who are, or you have friends or friends that are, respect them currently, the life decisions that they have taken to be the better version of themselves. Respect them where they are currently. Respect that position that they are in. And I know it may be hurtful because the person that you used to do everything with, that you felt like they related to you, has now become somebody that you can't even recognize. That newness is for the better. It's not to beat you up. It's not to make you feel less than. It's not to make you feel like they switched up and changed on you. It's just where they are. And we have to respect where people are in life, point blank, period. Set those boundaries, what you are willing and not willing to accept and respect those who may see different viewpoints of you. And if there is no respect, then you remove yourself out that situation. So the overall generalization of this conversation, a Christian friend, is just to be present for people, to be there for people, to understand not all the time it's about 
God, Jesus, just respect them for where they are in life and just continue to encourage them that they can be the best version of themselves and continue to walk in the way in the light that you should go. And then God will work it out, whether it's through you, through whoever, through somebody that they will reach their full potential. Point blank, period. Well, that's my time. (laughs) So... Yes, I ended it like that. So that's my time. If no one has told you this today, I love you. God loves you. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, and make sure your post notifications are turned on so you can be notified when the next episode drops. Okay? Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me and all of my socials will be linked in the description box so don't be like i can't find her don't worry about all that you'll see it tap the link boom there goes me period (laughs) but other than that this is your sister friend cousin daughter next door neighbor and homie lydia signing off until we meet again p.s we must remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally emotionally physically and spiritually with who with god I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again, bye.